Wonderful, beautiful people. God bless you. This is PJ on the Morning Fellowship. And as you know, if you can hear, then you got to call somebody to also come and hear. God bless you for tuning in. Stay tuned. And let's do what we got to do. God bless you so much. Thank you. And I love you. So if you listen to the word of God and still you don't have a pure conscience, you are lacking the ability to love God. You hear PJ? You hear CM Radio? the choice of the father let us also make a choice of fulfillment when i listen to pj in morning fellowship i know my morning is being blessed when you start approaching god with a pure mind he starts approaching you with a clean anointing. Your imaginations are the best of your friends. Who is ready to know God? So how do you understand God? In all of these things, there are secrets behind all these things we are talking about. It's time to know God. It is time to grow in Christ. Join PJ every Saturday for Morning Fellowship, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and let's grow.
where we may work the fields of new mown hay. We thank thee for the sunshine and the air that we breathe, O oh Lord. We thank thee. Thank thee for the rivers that run all day. Thank thee for the little birds that sing along the way. Thank thee for the trees and the deep blue sea. that sing, fish that swim, and the light of the moon. We thank Thee every day as we kneel and pray that we were born with eyes to see these things. Thank Thee for the fields where the clover is grown. Thank Thee for the pastures where cattle may roam. Thank Thee for Thy love so pure and free, O Lord. We thank Thee. Oh yes, we thank Thee, Lord, for every flower that blooms, birds that sing, fish that swim, and the light of the moon. We thank Thee every day as we kneel and pray. That we were born with eyes to see these things. Yes, we thank thee for the fields where the clover is grown. Thank thee for the pastures where cattle may roam. Thank thee for thy love so pure and so free. Say hallelujah, 
his good morning here, right here in Hartford, Connecticut, East Hartford. And wherever you are, what your time is, I greet you according to your time. God bless you. And it's a good, it's a good time to bless God. It's a good time to give him praise. And I'm very happy to come your way. Today, let's give God some worship. And let's give God some praise. And um, I have something very beautiful to share with you today. If you haven't called someone to tune in, please do so. And wherever you are tuning in, especially if you are home, please increase the volume because through you, somebody also must hear the gospel and also get blessed. Let's worship for some time and I'll come back very soon. And I can't wait to share what I have with you. God bless you. God bless you. You 
doom, 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 doom. I just love this song so much. Lift up Jesus. He is the King of Kings. Hallelujah. He is Lord of Lords. King of Kings, Hallelujah. He is the Lord of Lords. Lift up Jesus. Oh man, it's so Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for giving us yourself and giving us Jesus. And we are so grateful for your presence in our lives. Thank you for choosing us. You are mighty in all your works. Most excellent. The God who doesn't need anybody, and yet he uses people. Thank you for calling us. Many are the works of your righteousness 
many are the wonderful things that you've done by your own arms lord and we are grateful that you've brought us into such a family of your kingdom all the seas tremble at your coming the clouds know your presence the trees clap at your presence what manner of man is jesus thank you for blessing us with yourself in jesus name thank you jesus God bless you, family, for tuning in. Very excited that you have done so. And I believe that you've had a wonderful week. Um, I would like to also take this um, time to say hi to Josie. Right there in Ghana, God bless you, Josie, uh, for your consistency in being part of the Morning Fellowship. And uh, a wonderful good morning to Dona B. Dona B lost her father. And um, last Saturday they had to go and bury him. I pray for comfort and strength for the family. And uh, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club of those of us that have lost our fathers. And uh, don't worry, don't be, you'll be fine. God is with you and God got your back. So you will be fine. God bless you and God keep you. Amen. All right. So that was some beautiful worship and praise that we were enjoying. And yes, forgive me if my voice is not that I'm, um, I just got back home from work and um, a little bit more tired, but we are strengthened and I'm excited because I got to preach the word of God to the wonderful family out there. A lot of events have gone on um, this, the beginning of this year, even from the time that um, COVID hit. A lot of lives were lost and people who thought that they had they were young so they had a lot of life and then they were taking their time to enjoy life most of them got swept away by covid apart from covid years ago we have had issues centuries after centuries like what happened with Adolf Hitler and the world war one and two people died and millions of people losing their lives we've gone through a lot of you know pandemics and uh, uh, all that painful things some time came that I think it was mostly in Ghana when somebody touches you if we're a man and somebody touches you you 
you lose your 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 manhood it was a big deal and people were losing their manhoods others even died through that many stories have come up many events have come up and people who ever thought that their lives were good and they are okay just you know found themselves dying and many more of such people are dead even as i'm speaking to you today another wonderful guy very powerful beautiful guy um mostly called asaf he's in ghana is a youtuber he's a deacon of the church of pentecost he's an organist very humble man got sick lost weight and he's dead another keyboardist is also dead wafaya also 40 years old is also dead um they buried um, a man of god last week many things are happening and as i'm even speaking to you somebody is dying and somebody is dead and this thing is on my heart to share with you that we don't have time and so what you have to do do it quickly and whether you are a believer of Christ or you are not a believer of Christ whatever you got to do do it because you don't have time you know Jesus knew that Judas Iscariot was supposed to betray him and at the Lord's the Lord's supper Jesus looked straight into the eyes of Judas Iscariot and told him, whatever you have to do, do it. And the guy went out, sold Jesus for about 20 or 30 uh, shekels or whatever their currency was, kissed Jesus, and that was it. But David said something very striking and I think it's very powerful for all of us to think about it. And even if you're going to be in this world for a hundred years, you still don't have time because hundred years are not any, any years at all. You understand? Even Methuselah still died after 900 years you don't have time and let us not encourage people to think that oh you are young you have your life ahead of you and enjoy life honestly honestly what do we mean by enjoy life when somebody says enjoy your life life is too short enjoy it when you die, all the blah, blah, blah stuff. What what does it mean to enjoy life? What, what is the meaning of that? To some, enjoying life means whatever you do that it makes you happy, whatever pleases you, whatever gets you out there, do it. Because when you die, you can't have fun in the grave and all that motivational speeches and the therapy and all that they say 
parents tell their children, you know, all the, all, the, all those beautiful things. <laughs> Life is too short. Do it. All right. Because life is short, that is why you have to be more careful on what you define as enjoyment. Because life is short. And I I wouldn't want to be the guy that would die and realize that, ooh, is really wild in the grave. The afterlife, the, 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 the life outside this world is like really, really, really crazy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be that guy who dies and finds myself at peace and at rest in the presence of my Father Lord. I want to avoid all the surprises. Get into the heaven gate and they tell you, hey, check your GPS. You are on the wrong uh, wrong side. Let's get you Uber to take you to hell. <laughs> they get you some ride to get you to hell and you're like, wow, this is real. It's so sad that I heard the new owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, saying that if hell is where he's supposed to be, he is going to be there. He doesn't have a problem going to hell. These are rich people. These are very rich people, very wealthy people. You know, so when you find wealthy people, people who have wealth, talk like life is what it is. I heard that this man in Ghana, um, I heard him in an interview with Delay. And then he said, there's no heaven. Heaven is here. Heaven is here. Um, whatever your life is, is either hell or heaven. So there's no other heaven or hell. That's what he said. If you ever know his name, Sofuchi Abosum. He said that he is not hungry. He has money. So that is his heaven. And that is the heaven. There's no other heaven again. If people are going doing things and they are going through tough time in life, that is their hell. So he doesn't believe that there's any heaven or hell. He doesn't believe in the Bible. He thinks the Bible is just a reference point that you can refer to, but it's, it's not something that you have to depend on. That's what he said. And I was just watching him. A man almost in his 60s. And that also means that then Bill Gates is also in his heaven, right? Because he has money. All the rich people are in, in their heavens, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus is not stupid to talk to us and tell us the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you read the, the report of John the Apostle in Revelations, the lake of fire, which is heavier and dangerous than hell, was mentioned. He mentioned the abyss. He mentioned heaven. And I have spoken to you before concerning heaven. Who that you are already there if you are a Christian. So when you go there, it's just now you find yourself located like that. But you are even already enjoying heaven if you're a child of God. But the place heaven is real. 
And that is how this world is. It's crazy how people talk. It's very hard to understand how people can be so arrogant and adamant to the truth. David said in Psalm 90, Psalm 90 verse 1 and 2, Psalm 90, if you have your Bible, let's go to Psalm 90 from verse 1 and verse 2. The Passion Translation says, Lord, you have always been our eternal home, our hiding place from generation to generation. Long before you gave birth to the earth and before the mountains were born, you have been from everlasting to everlasting, the one and only true God. God has always been there. And if he tells you that there was a place called hell, there's a place called the lake of fire, there's a place called heaven, there's a place called paradise, that is no joke. And in the same Psalm 90, look at verse 12. Help us to remember that our days are numbered. And help us to interpret our lives correctly. Set your wisdom deeply in our hearts so that we may accept your correction. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? This is Psalm 90, verse 12. The message Bible says, Oh, teach us to live well. Teach us to live wisely and well. Now, if I should take you to the King James. Oh, dear Lord, help us, Father. He says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. But I like how the TPT puts it. Help us to remember that our days are numbered. Family, our days are numbered. Our days are numbered. You shouldn't have time. You know, and when we are yaka, when we in casa, why am I dear? Yeah, me ya. We don't have time. You don't have time to waste it on unnecessary things, and you don't have time concerning the things God wants you to do. You don't have time. Start something. Start obeying God. Start obeying God. Start making huge plans to start obeying God. One way or the other, you got to move in doing what God wants you to do because he numbers your time. He numbers your life. And you are going to meet him one day. And what are you going to tell him? He says, help us to remember that our days are numbered. Help us to remember. 
You know why he says that? Help us to remember. Because sometimes we forget that our days are numbered. When you hear how some people talk, it's as if the world is, is their bedroom. It's as if the world is their bedroom. When you hear what some people say in their conversations, I am sorry I'm not going to be critical of this person, but I'm only making a little reference, and I'm not going to mention his name. One time, a man of God stood at the pulpit and told the church, when, when I pray for you, that's what he said. He said, when I pray for you and you get married and you leave the church, you leave the church, I will, I will come for that blessing. When I pray for you and you get money and you leave the church, he said, I will come for the money. You'll be poor again. When I bless you and then you leave the church, I will come for the blessing. That's what a, a, a human being, because he's anointed, said. And he is dead as I'm talking to you. Not because I'm happy he's dead, no. I believe definitely, probably he reconciled with God. So that is not the problem. But you see, you don't have, we forget sometimes, we forget that our days are numbered. We shouldn't talk like we are, we are the owners of God. We shouldn't talk like that. It, it gets very, very um, dangerous when we talk like that. May the Lord be with us. May the Lord help us. Hallelujah. Okay, I just received a message that nobody is, um, the radio is not working. May the Lord be with us. But um, I think it's working because when I check on my phone, um, I could hear my voice. So please let me know if you can hear me. I just received a message that um, there's nobody, nobody can hear me. So please let me know if you can you can hear me so that I can continue. Can you hear me? Um, if you're on the line, if you're on the radio, you're listening. Can you hear me? Because I can hear it on the on my phone. I can hear it. It's good now. Oh, okay. It's good now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mr. Bomson, thank you for the the feedback. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. So the way sometimes we talk, it's 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 just like David is praying. He says, "Help us to remember that our days are numbered. Help us to remember." Sometimes we can be like we are too over over ourselves. You know, I came to just beg you. Number one, you don't have time because time is not yours. Time is not yours. For you to think you have it. There is time, 
But that time is not for you and I. We happen to live in time and with time, but it's not for us. It is for God. That is why God does not live in time because he made time. You see, he made time. So time is for God. It's not for us. Let us not live our lives like time is for us. No. And yes, sometimes some excitement, some circumstances may want us to think that we still have time. But we don't have time. David says, help us to remember that our days are numbered. And he says, help us to interpret our lives correctly. That is another wisdom, another wise thing that we got to do. Hallelujah. The first thing is that always pray. For you to be conscious that time is not for you. That your days are numbered. Our days are numbered. Brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, uncles and aunties. Our days are numbered. We should always remember that. God wants you to do something. Please do it. Procrastination is a thief of time. Our days are numbered. Not everybody knows when they are going to check out of this world. Not everybody knows. It's a few people that know. A few people that know. There's only a few people that God tells them that, hey, get ready, your time is up. But not everybody gets to know it. So always remember that our days are numbered. And then number two, pray that God helps you to interpret your life correctly. Like I just read it to you. This is Psalm 90 verse 12. The Passion Translation. He says, help us to remember that our days are numbered. And he says, help us to interpret our lives correctly. So we have the group of people that always forget that their days are numbered. Number two, we have the group of people that don't know how to interpret their lives correctly. When we say, help me to interpret my life correctly, it means help me to know what I'm doing here. God gave you and I our life. If you've forgotten, I, I can easily refer you, I can easily refer you, okay, what what we are because our lives are not for us uh-huh. now let me read something to you we will go back to um some 90 version let me read john chapter 1 let me start from verse 1 okay listen to this i just wanted to know what i'm talking about if i say our life is not even for us in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in, in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Do you Did you hear that? In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
First of all, if we can ever say there is light in this world and that we could see and walk about and all these things, it's because in Jesus was life and his life became the light of human beings. That is both believers and non-believers because everybody in this world is enjoying the light. When there is darkness, there is darkness. When there is light, there is light. Everybody enjoys it. And then let's let's go down here. Let me read something to you. All right. Hmm. Glory to God. Something happened here. Now, verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. To even to them that believe in his name, which were born, verse 13, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So you see, if we're a non-believer, for those who are non-believers, they are enjoying the life of Christ, which gave light to everybody. Now, when you are a believer, you still have a new life. Like Bible says, if, you, if anybody be in Christ, the person is a new creation. All things are passed away. New things are, you know, what means is that now the life you even have now is also not yours. So why do we live like life is ours? Because life is not ours. He says, help us to interpret our lives correctly. He gave you and I our lives for a purpose. And we need God to help us to understand what we are doing here. What we are doing here is very important. We are not just here to give birth. We are not just here to get married. We are not just here to, to work, you know, find a job, a career and do it. We are not just here to make friends and enemies. We are not just here to eat all the what all the all that we can eat. Oh, apart from all that life's necessities, there is something that we have to do. And David knew about it. And that is why he prayed and asked God to help us interpret. The, our lives correctly we need to find out what we are supposed to be doing when it comes to the plans of god because he gave us our lives he brought us here he gave us the our our spirit he gave us our soul he gave us this body we have best because he wants us to do something because he wants us to do something and until we find out let us not be Part of the people who died out of this world without fulfilling what God called them to do. They had all the money, they had everything, but they couldn't realize what it is that God wanted them to do. Because to many people, it's about survival. You must survive until you die, and that is it. But we are not here just to survive. We are here on a mission. Peter said something. He says, We are pilgrims that means we are travelers passing through this world and this is not where we are going to permanently be because there was another life that we are supposed to live after this place 
and we have to do we have to know what we are doing here and that is why it's really heartbreaking that even in the church of god many children of god in the church don't are not functioning in god's purpose for their lives because they are missing out on the interpretation of the life god has given them this is really huge it's 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 also very sad okay when you see a non-believer behaving and misbehaving and doing all those things but it's very heartbreaking when rather the believers are not aware of what God wants them to do it is a beautiful thing to be an usher in the church it's a beautiful thing to be a part of the music team in the church is a beautiful thing to be a part of the leadership in the church okay it is a beautiful thing to be part of the church but until we come to the place of what david is saying help us number one to remember that our days are numbered number two help us to interpret our lives correctly until we come to the place of understanding why we are here even those of us in the churches can be very confused you can do a survey go into a church the first 10 people you meet them ask them what is your purpose what is the will of god for your life the perfect will of god for your life just 10 people asked Ask 10 people, what is your spiritual gift? It will shock you. It's not as if the pastors are not preaching about it. A lot of pastors are preaching about it. Getting the people of God, the members, to come to the place to understand that they have to function in the gift of the Spirit. And I want to frankly, honestly tell you, it looks like so much of a difficult thing for a child of God to function in the gift of the Holy Spirit. It looks like it's a big difficult thing. It looks also very hard for a lot of people in the church to realize the perfect will of God for their lives. It also looks very hard. And then it's also very, very hard when you have realized what God's purpose for you is and to fully, fully function in it is another hard thing. And so, if that be the case, then most people don't want to bother themselves with it. They would rather go to work, come and give their offering, their tithe. If they have time, they will come to church. If they don't have time, they don't have time. And they think that, well, as long as I'm in the church, 
I'm giving my tithe, I'm paying my tithe, I'm giving my offering, I am part of this department or that department. It's okay, it's okay. Because we are limiting ourselves from going all out and launching ourselves into the very thing God brought us here for. If you study the Bible, you will realize that it is not enough to be a Christian. It is not enough to be part of the church's departments. It is not enough to be a tight payer. It is not enough to give offerings. It is not enough. Why? It's very easy. The reason, the reason is very easy. When what you are doing, everybody else can do it. That is not a purpose. There are some things that others can do, you can do. There are some things that you can do, others cannot do. I'm not talking about talent. Okay? But going to church, a lot of people are going to church. Being a church leader, a lot of people are church leaders. Being a tight payer, a lot of people are tight payers. Giving your offering, a lot of people are offering givers. Being part of any department of the church, a lot of people are doing the same thing. So as a tradition, as a system, and that does not mean that you find your purpose. Look, there are some people who are, for example, elders, in their church but in the purpose of god they are not supposed to be elders they are supposed to be apostles they are supposed to be pastors they are supposed to be traveling evangelists going from town to town and village to village and using a lot of um, platforms and mediums to evangelize but they are ordained as elders and deacons and deaconesses and they think they find their purpose. That is not it. It's another stage. And so when you reach that level where you have been ordained as a leader, you are the women's leader, the women's movement leader, you are the the youth leader, you know, you are the uh, royal ladies, you know, leader. You know, a lot of churches have different departments and the names they give these things. If a leader, it doesn't mean that you find your purpose. It is part of the system of the church that there should be people taking care of these things. But there is another thing God wants you to do. And you have to find it out. Because you don't have time. You don't know how long you're going to be in this world. So you really don't have time to waste. Especially on the things of God. Because these are the things that God, through Jesus Christ, is going to judge you and I on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But you have to realize that you don't have time. So whatever you have to do, please do it.
I am begging you. Let me read a scripture to you. Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. Revelation 12, verse 12. Okay. So this is Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. So rejoice, you heavens, and every heavenly being. But woe to the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you with great fury because he knows his time is short. This thing I just read to you alone should be enough to understand the whole thing I'm talking about. Even the devil, even the devil, he knows that he has a short time. Even the devil, who was once an angel, a powerful angel, standing in the presence of God, who has now become the devil, he knows that he doesn't have time. How much more a human being? You have never been to heaven to see, to be in the presence of God like even Lucifer was. And you think that you have time. You don't have time. Nobody has time because time is not for you and I. Time is not for you and I. We didn't make time. We can't say we have time. We'll give it to you. We don't have it. He says, the devil has come down to you with great anger. The devil is so angry. Why? Because he knows that his time is short. So he is so mad and he wants to do everything he has to do so that he can destroy a lot of lives. He is doing it perfectly. I'm telling you, the devil is doing his work perfectly. But the human beings, and to upgrade it a little bit, the people of God, we are rather wasting time. When you come to Abrochirikura, it's so painful. Do you know how many people are working and they don't remember the last time they set their foot, one foot, into church? Or they tell you, yeah, because of work, we, we do online. We go, on, we go online. And so we are trying. You go online. God have mercy on us. We need a lot of it when it comes to these things. We, we need a lot of the mercy of God because we can't talk like that. You know why? When you're saying that, okay, this, this is it. I, I am busy, I'm working, I only go online and attend church. Can people be baptized in water online can they be online water baptism no no way can they be online communion service 
oh, all you need is get your communion and then the pastor will pray for it on it on the on the phone or on Zoom and you drink it. That is not it. That is not it. God is wise that through Jesus, he introduced getting into the place of worship. And actually, Bible also tells us that that was the culture of Jesus. He always went to the synagogue. It means, in other words, Jesus always went to church in person. It's not like some, 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 something is strict. There's a restriction that nobody can go out. You can go out. But we are given very dangerous excuses. And we think that the excuses are legitimate. They are very good excuses that we are, we are given. So we are given that those excuses. Hey, um, um, it's not me. I'm, I'm, where I am, I can't go to church because I have to be, you know, what did they call it? Living. Yeah, uh, some two are not living, but their work is like crazy, so they can't go to church. They do online, and then they send their tithe and they send their offerings, but they try to do online. They try to. God have mercy on us. Why? Just as David said, help us to interpret our lives correctly, because you will make the money. You will pay for things, but you are not working out your salvation. Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For online There are people that they are online because probably maybe in their hospitals or they've traveled outside the country where they go to church. But definitely when they go back to their countries, they go to church. That's different. Maybe there two weeks, three weeks, no asamba. No, it's different. But for you to have freedom to give excuse that because of work, I cannot go to church. I do it online. Are you not afraid? You do you know who God is? Are you not afraid? And it becomes so comfortable. That is, a, that is a dangerous part of it. It becomes so comfortable to say it. Oh, because of work. And that's why he said, may God have mercy on us. Family. The devil knows he has a short time. Anything he can do to give you an excuse, he will do it. Anything. Anything. You know, some time ago, the devil was outside fighting the church. Now, let me tell you. Now, the devil is in the church. He is no more outside the church. He has joined the church to destroy the church. Oh, but Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not destroy it. Do you know how many churches have been destroyed? 
how many churches have been destroyed because some people in the church who God possessed, who opened their hearts for the devil to use them, destroyed the churches. So Jesus said, I bought my church and the gates of hell will not prevail over it. How come some churches have been destroyed? It doesn't mean what he said is not true. What he said is true. But until we come to understand what kind of church Jesus was talking about, uh huh. There are some locations called churches with names on them. XYZ Church, QQQ Church, a lot of names on those churches. It doesn't mean that they are the kind of churches that Jesus was talking about. It doesn't mean because they mention Jesus, they read the Bible, they pray in tongues. So that is the kind of church Jesus was talking about. No. No. No, 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 no. Check your Bible. Check your Bible. You will know what kind of church that Jesus is talking about. The church that does not give excuses. The church that has not been run by the systems of this world. The church that is not greedy and selfish. The church that is not after the people's money, but is after their salvation. That is what we are talking about. That is a church without blemish. The church that respects the spirit of God. The church that is complied by the dictatorship. When I say dictatorship, yes, the church of God is not democracy. The church of God is not democracy. The church of God is called neocracy. That means, it's, uh, sorry, it's called theocracy. That means what God says is final. And what God says that is final is in the Bible. You can see it exactly as in the Bible. Apart from the ones that he will tell us personally. But more of the things that God has said about the church is in the Bible. And if you are doing democracy in the church, that is not the kind of church Jesus is talking about. Of course, that kind of church will break. It will be destroyed because now we are into democracy of churches. How come the pastor stood at the altar and announced that there's going to be a program next week? He didn't discuss it with the church leaders. You, because you don't understand what church is. You don't understand the spirit of God. When God wants to do something, you think he consults people? When you read your Bible, Bible says, and God said... God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. God did not say, do you think we should make man in our image and likeness? That's not what God said. He didn't say, do you think we should make man? God said, let us make man. It's an instruction. The church is a place of instructions from the throne of God. It is not a place of democracy. That you get angry because the pastor made an announcement about tomorrow, there's going to be retreat. And so, we are angry. He didn't discuss it with us. Look. Listen. The man of God can be told by God to take a microphone and tell the whole church, today's offering and tithe, we are going to give it to these people. And nobody should be angry about it. Because you know why? You are not God. And the church is not for anybody. We talk like we have time. We don't. The church is theocracy what god says is final and god i didn't see in the bible where god is telling us to be so so relaxed to open ourselves to the failing cruel systems of this world why are we there 
Why? Because the devil knows that he has a short time. And what the devil would do to make sure you are limiting yourself with tremendous relaxed excuses, he would do it for you. He would do it for you. Everybody's got their problems. But I'm telling you, whatever comes between you and what God wants you to do, that thing takes God from your life. And you see, God is merciful. He'll give you the time. Oh, he will give you space. And then good things will happen. Sometimes bad things come and you see God is helping you. He's a father. He's a good God. But you see, let me tell you this. God is not going to be like that for you for a long time. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. You pray today, you have dreams today, nice things are happening in your life and nice things. Are, oh, although I don't really go to church, but God is still... Because he's a merciful God, so we're taking advantage of it. Watch this. It's not going to be like that for a long time. Do you know why? Because the devil was strike in big time. Big time. Just watch it. Read your Bible. Oh, read your Bible. When the persecution rose for uh, the the Jews who were living at that time, when um, Queen Esther, when Esther was the queen, and Esther was uh, um, afraid to, you know, talk to the king about the persecution that uh, this guy has planned. Uh, what was his name? Uh, is it is it uh, Haman or something? Has planned to destroy the to hang all the Jews. You know, and kill them. She was afraid. She was afraid. She she didn't know how to do it. But her uncle said something very, very, very deep. He said, Don't worry. Don't do it. If you're afraid to approach the king, don't do it. But remember, God will save the Jews, but maybe you will not be saved. It triggered her. She, she declared fasting for everybody. And then God gave them favor. And if they had not really gone deep into it, you think God was just going to be always God? Oh, I have covenant with you because of Abraham, because of Isaac, because of Jacob, so I will always save you. God himself allowed these guys to go into, uh, 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 into uh, uh, captivity, to become slaves for, to Egypt and all these people, to Babylon and all that, so many years. Because, you see, God is a father, but he's a disciplinarian. He knows how to discipline his people. Bible says that on the wilderness, they caused the Holy Spirit to be angry. They vexed the Spirit of God and he fought them. Bible says that the Holy Spirit fought them on the wilderness. How many of them got to the promised land? Joshua and Caleb. All of them died. So don't think that, oh, God is good. He, he always fight for us. At least I try to do the online thing, uh, online church, and crack, 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 you know. It is just a moment of time. You will be surprised. Don't, please, I beg you. He says, the devil knows he has a short time.
But without God, without the Holy Spirit, without the help of Jesus, the devil is powerful than every human being. You understand it, right? Yes. Had it not been the name of Jesus, you know, the word of God, the blood of Jesus, all these beautiful things, like the devil, even having the name of Jesus and having the power of Jesus and all that is not even easy with the devil. It's not easy. I'm telling you, that guy is very powerful, especially he's very cunning. He knows where to put you. You have to arise and shine because you don't have time. I am begging you. You don't have time. The excuses are too much. That job that is keeping you from getting to the church and you're always saying this and saying that. If I were you, I would come out of it. I will come out of it. That marriage, that relationship, that is preventing you from doing what God wants you to do, becoming what God wants you to become. If I were you, I would think twice about it. Let us watch and pray. You know, Bible, what Jesus said, be very vigilant like the serpent. We've got to be very vigilant. Let me read to you Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 15 to verse 16. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 15 to verse 16. The Passion Translation. He says, So be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with true wisdom for we are living in evil times take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for the for his purposes did you hear that did you hear that let me read it from the king james ephesians chapter 5 from verse 15 to 16 this is the king james see then that ye walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And the passing translation says that, so be very careful how you live, not being like those with no understanding, but live honorably with, with true wisdom. For we are living in evil times, Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purpose. What are you spending your life for? It's a very simple question. What are you spending your life for? He says, look, the wisest thing you can do is to live your life for the purposes of God. Don't let some one guy be or some one woman be destroy your life in the name of marriage. In the name of he says he will marry me. So let me try. Why are you? Look, some people are not, some people even think that they should stop doing too much for God because they've not been able to get married. So they should stop doing too much for God. 
how can how can you talk like this it's not possible child of god i beg you don't talk like that bible says be very careful how you live not being like those with no understanding but live honorably with true wisdom for we are living in evil times take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes you don't have time be wise i beg you be wise listen let me tell you something this is my mind this is me how i these days this is how i think and this is how i live my life people who are not serious to grow in christ i don't have time for you you see number two people who are not serious to discover themselves as God wants them to become. No matter what you do, they are lazy, they are spiritually lazy, they are, they are unbothered. I don't waste time on you. Because the more I waste time on you, the more you are delaying me. I can only... Look, let me tell you something. When King Saul, the King Saul, sacrificed wrongly he gave a wrong sacrifice and then the prophet samuel told him obedience is better than sacrifice what have you done and god told samuel to tell saul because of what you have done i have taken the throne from you saul said something to samuel he said please pray for me and then samuel said God forbid that I don't pray for you. So Samuel continued to pray for Saul until one time God, listen to this very carefully. Please listen to this. God told Samuel the prophet, stop praying for Saul. Stop praying for Saul. There are some people I have stopped praying for them. Because it's biblical. Someone said, God forbid that I don't pray for you because we have to pray for you. We have to pray. You are the priest. But then God told him, it's enough. Don't pray for someone. Don't pray for Saul anymore. God told him, don't, don't think that you have time. Don't think that your life is all about just, you know, what the society is, is demanding from you. Your life is not what the family is demanding from you. If your family is putting pressure on you, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? Please, find a way. Find a way to stop that nonsense. If the family is putting pressure on you, when are you going to get... When are you going to give birth? When are you going to give birth? Find a way and put a stop to that nonsense because you are not living for your family. You are living for God. Until you discover yourself what God wants you to do, prophecy cannot even help you. I'm telling you the truth. Prophecy cannot even help you. We have prophesied to some people that later when they became witches. I'm not lying to you. They even became witches. Don't be enticed. Don't be enticed. Don't, don't be easily taken because of these things that society is talking about. How much do you have in your savings? All these years you've been working, how much do you have in your savings? Yet you pay tight. How come that the rich people in this world, they don't pay tight? Do you think Bill Gates, he pays tight? 
Do you think Elon Musk, who says he's okay with hell, do you think he pays tithes? He doesn't pay tithes. How come he's worthy? How come all these people who are not giving tithes and offerings in their churches, because they are non-believers, some of them even don't believe there's God, they don't give tithe, they don't pay tithe. How come they are rich? And the Christians who are paying tithe, most of them are poor. Oh, said Ako Panka said, "Oma, oh baby, you're so unfencing. No, we should insure the guso. Into your man, no, we should insure the guso. Into fifty time of Saturday, we'll try tight. Be able to celebrate. Insure, insure, insure the guso. Insure the guso. Be able to And then we tell the members. Sometimes you don't see God, you know, fighting for you, but He has really fought for us. Look, we are alive. Unbelievers are also alive. What are you talking about? Unbelievers are also alive." Unbelievers have the cars we are we are also driving. Sometimes their cars are even nicer and expensive than our own. You understand? So what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm not saying don't pay tight. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I am not saying don't pay tight. But there is a reason for the tight. I am only making an example for you that don't think that you have given the tithe, you have paid the tithe, and so God is going to bless you like he has said. He will open the windows of heaven and pour you a blessing. Number one is, the question is that, what kind of blessing was God talking about? What blessing was he talking about? He says, I'll bless you until you have no place to put a blessing. What blessing do you think he was talking about? Have you ever asked your pastor, what blessing is God talking about? Or you think blessing is blessing? Whatever you have, if unbelievers also have it, don't call it a blessing. It's a life's necessity that anybody could have. When Esau didn't get the blessing from Isaac, he was begging his father Isaac, so don't you have a little blessing for me? He said, Jacob has taken all the blessing. Yeah. Oh, that's a message I just read. You know, God, he, uh, Isaac told Esau, Jacob has taken all the blessing. I have made you his slave. But listen, he gave an example. He gave an example. He, I say example, he gave an advice to Esau. He told Esau, If only you will be zealous and work hard, you will also make it. When finally, after so many years, Jacob was about to meet Esau. He thought probably Esau was poor and all that. He took a lot of gifts, animals and food and all that to give to Esau when they meet. Guess what? The gift that Esau was bringing to to Jacob were more than Jacob's gift. But Jacob was giving the blessing. Esau was only giving advice and he made it in life big time. So you see people don't pay tithe and they are making it, they are making their money. Whatever ways they are me on and means they are making their money, they are making their money. So how come you the tithe payer? You are you are always hard on money. Let's talk about us. You know why? To a lot of Christians, paying tithe is their sacrifice to God. To a lot of Christians. When they pay their tithe, they are sacrificing something to God. They didn't read, read your Bible. Sacrifices you did not deserve anymore. Let me look for it in the Bible for you. To many people, 
But don't forget what some some saw. To obey is better than sacrifice. If your obedience level to the purpose of God for your life is very low, your monetary sacrifices are only limited to a point in your life. <sighs> hmm. Look, poor people are always looking for money. Rich people are always looking for things. Wealthy people are always after purpose. Never forget this. When somebody is poor, the person is always about money. Money, 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 because money, 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 money answers all things. But when the person becomes rich, they look for things. We call them symbols of prosperity. You see them wearing rings, expensive perfumes, clothing, shoes. Because they are rich. They've been poor before, now they are rich. So they are looking for things. But those who are wealthy, they are always after purpose. Child of God, if you lose the purpose of God, I just read to you in Ephesians 5, Verse 16, take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. If you can find the purpose of God for your life, that is the journey of you becoming wealthy. Number one in the spirit and number two physically. It will take some time, but you become wealthy. But if you are neglecting the purposes and you are after money. Oh, because of work, I can't do this. Oh, because of work, because of work, this, because of work, that, because of work, this, because of work, that. You are very limited. And so you will see that, oh, I go to church, I give my offering, I give my tithe, I'm sacrificing something. Who told you that that is what God thinks, that that is what God needs from you? That cheap sacrifice? This is a cheap sacrifice. You made 10,000 Ghana cities or $10,000 and you go and give how much? $1,000 as your tithe. And you think you've done something huge in life. Do you know how much people are spending on weed and cocaine? You think your 10% is a heavy sacrifice and you are blowing, blah, 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 blah. Because of your 10%. Let us not be idiots. Let's be very wise. That's what the Bible says here. That is what the Bible says here. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Not as fools. You bought you bought something for the church. You built the temple of the church. You did this. And so you, you've done a great sacrifice. Look, you haven't seen what is happening in this world. If you think like that, eh, you haven't seen what is happening in this world. People can give their money just to build unnecessary things. And even that, they don't even bother themselves. They're like, it's okay, take this money and go and do this. People are donating huge sums of money to, to hospitals, to places, and you are paying 10% and you are angry. You are talking. That's why we are not rich. That's why we are not even worthy. Because we think we are helping God and we are helping the pastor. There was a purpose. I told you, 
whatever you are doing in the church is not enough because everybody in the church can do what you are doing. Until you find your purpose, you are only living your life and continuing Christian traditions, Christian systems. It's good because there are structures that govern the help the church and all that. But have you read your Bible? Do you know what about the church? It's not money. You. Money is part. Money is part. But what builds the church? According to the Bible, what builds the church? Is when everybody is able to use their spiritual gift. He says it edifies the church. The church is built on realizing your spiritual purposes. When we are able to come together to understand that this is my purpose. Have you read the Bible? Bible says he gives some apostles, he gives some pastors, he gives some prophets, he gives some teachers, he gives some to be evangelists to perfect the saints, the members of the church. To do their own ministry. That means to, 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 to find the purpose of God for them in the church. He did not say to give them money or to receive money from them. Money is very is part of the church. But I'm telling you, it is not money that builds it. Look, do you know how much, how many times money has destroyed the churches of God? Do you know how many times because of money, the church, a lot of churches have been destroyed because of money? It's not because... If you find your gift, your purpose, and I find my purpose, and we are serving God together, understanding the purpose of God for our lives, that is how the church is built. Otherwise, we are only going by traditions and the systems that might not always be impactful. You understand? Look, some people are only in the churches where they are because that's where they've been all their lives. They don't have anything else to do. Some people are in the churches they, they are because they just like, like the environment. Some people are there because of friends. Some people are there because, well, the church is older than them. Somebody said, me, I will not go to a church that I'm older than. I'll go to a church that is older than me. That means you... you <laughs> help us, Lord. Help us. Let me tell you this. And I'm bold to say this to you. If you are a, a believer in the church and you have been a church, you have been a Christian for a long time and you only discover your gift through a prophecy of the pastor or the prophet in your church, you have to be careful. No child of God should discover their spiritual gift through prophecy. Prophecy should give you a direction. Let me say, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he says, by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery and the prophecy given to you, wage a warfare. He didn't say find your gift. If you are very serious in Christ, by the time you get into Christ, because you are serious and because you are very serious and you are very determined, you have a burning desire to know what God wants you to do. He starts revealing to you a lot of times. Re read your Bible. When the apostles, because of Judas Iscariot, when he, he betrayed Jesus and then he committed suicide, the apostles were looking for somebody else to replace them. The category they gave was that the person should be full of what? The Holy Spirit. 
and wisdom. The same way, when they were looking for somebody to take care of the administration of the items they gave to the widows, they said, give us somebody who is full of wisdom and the Holy Spirit. Not somebody we are now going to look for anointing for the person or the spiritual gift for the person. Because as soon as you are in Christ, your gift is there. The Holy Spirit himself reveals the giftings in you. So if you have the Holy Spirit as a Christian for so many years and you're waiting for prophecy before you know that you have a gift of healing, you are in trouble. Because after the prophecy, knowing that you have the gift of healing, that means you have to wait for another prophecy to tell the next thing you have to do. You are in trouble. Read the Bible. Show me where people had to be given their Look, Jesus, even when Jesus called the 12 disciples, he didn't tell them, these are your spiritual gifts. He, he made them grow in the Holy Spirit. And he told them, when you wait, wait in Jerusalem. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. He didn't tell them, Peter, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you are going to be a prophet. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, uh, Matthew, you are going to be an evangelist. They knew what they should do because the Holy Spirit has come to them. You have the Holy Spirit and you don't know what to do. Are you sure it's the Holy Spirit you have? You are lazy. Laziness is the problem. Our laziness is limiting the power and the flow of the wisdom and the presence of God in our lives. I am part of it. I'm not saying I'm not preaching because I'm preaching for whatever. I am telling you things that I, I'm also correcting myself from. Because we don't know it all. We don't know it all, but we must grow. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. It is hard though. I'm telling you the truth. It is hard. For example, look at a righteous nation ministry. Where we are, it's, it's rented. You have to pay bills. Now, the money that comes in is not enough to pay the bills. So, at the end, you are the pastor. You have to add your own to it. And sometimes I add a lot. But I will never pick the microphone and teach tight. Do you know why? Because the reason why I, I will teach the tight is because the bills are too much. So I have to teach the tight so that people will bring the money. So am I after their money or am I after their salvation? I will never preach it. I have preached about tight before and God forgive me when I was in Ghana. But I'm done. I believe God will provide. And even if he doesn't provide, he will provide. They told the king of Babylon, our God will save us. And even if he doesn't save us, we will not bow. Most of the reasons why we they preach tight and offerings in the church is not because they want the people in the church to be to be prosperous. It's because they need the money to help the church. That's why they are preaching about these things. So it has made the whole thing very bad. Very bad. Very bad. Very bad. It doesn't please God. It doesn't please God to put fear in people for them to do something for God. It doesn't please God. 
like how some people preach for people to give their Christ to, to, to give their life to Christ. Hey, if you don't accept Jesus, you will die, you will go to hell, you and then people are coming because they are afraid. No, 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 no. God wants love to be put in the people. God wants knowledge to be put in the people. And they themselves, after understanding the knowledge, will have deep flow in everything else they have to do. He says, in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, I believe, I'll give you pastors according to my heart who shall feed you with wisdom and knowledge. So the feeding must be on wisdom, on knowledge, on understanding. Not on these things because you are, you know, as a man of God, preaching about offering and tithe is only because you want things to happen in the church. It's not because you want the people to prosper. If you want the people to prosper, there's something to do. And I preached it here before. There were people who supported the ministry of Jesus with their money, their time, and their energy. Not because Jesus wanted them to follow him and, and get their money. No. But because they realized when they move with Jesus, they find purpose for their lives. And that is the reason why some of us are suffering in our churches. Because we are preaching what will give people, the people, purpose. We are giving, we are telling the people to go after the purpose of Christ. And because of that, we are suffering in the church. Because a lot of people don't want to hear that message. People don't enjoy hearing messages like that. They want to know where their prosperity is. Teach them, prophesy to them, let them go and receive their, their prosperity. They don't have time for all the, like what I'm saying like this. A lot of people don't like it. But that is what we are supposed to teach. That's what Jesus said we should do it. That's what he said you should do. So I am, we are preaching about these things and we are not getting enough members. We are not getting the support. We are not getting people to even partner with us to help us, you know, do what God wants us to do because the things we are saying, they don't like it. But I'm not going to change it for your money. I am not going to change it for your money. I am not going to change because one day I will stand before Jesus and money will be very useless to me. Oh, yes. And it is hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But we will get there. But I came to beg you. You don't have time. Don't forget it all. Oh, that's why a Christian six years, five years. Yeah, that's why she won't come and say, oh, I don't match it Hey, why why are we why are we hurting ourselves like this? Who taught the baby to be hungry? The baby came into this world and the baby was hungry. Started crying. You put breast milk, breast in the in the baby's mouth, and the baby is quiet. And you are in Christ. And the food you need, you want prophecy to give you that food. Look, I remember one time I had an all-night service in Ghana. Before I closed that all-night, all the people that came, I prophesied the spiritual gift to them. All of them. From 
everybody, I, I told everybody's gift. I told them what God is saying. All of them. Like, ask me, how many of them got serious to use their gift? I was, I was before I left Ghana, one, one of the guys who were part of the online that I prophesied their uh, gift and all that too, he, wrote, he, he sent me a message. Pastor, you prophesied to me that before I'm, I'm this years old, God will do this, this, this through me. I have only one year to reach the age, but I'm not seeing these things. What shall I do? And I'm so yare. From the time I'm come to buy how many years ago till now, after now what guys in Vienna buy beso, and then I won't hear. What yare? You decrease. You've wasted the time. You, I told him you've wasted the time. What what else do you want me to do? Magic? I, I'm not going to do magic. You wasted the time. You should have worked it out. You should have been serious. So you see, prophesying to people about their gift is, is sometimes a waste of time. Because the person is not serious. <laughs> Colossians chapter 4 verse 5. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Colossians chapter 4 verse 5. <laughs> Listen to Colossians chapter 4 verse 5. This is the Passion Translation. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers and make it your duty to make him known. King James. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. You don't have time. He says... Walk in wisdom, the wisdom of God. Did he say walk in your certificate? Walk in your career. Walk in the wisdom of God as you live before the unbelievers. Unbelievers are watching us. He says, make it your duty to make God known, make Jesus known to them. Redeeming the time. Make the unbelievers realize. There's a guy I work with. He said he doesn't believe in God. He's an atheist. And I said to him, brother, you are fooling. There is God. There is God. There is there is there is one 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 guy. Uh I don't know how he found me. I, I work with him. And he's, he called me like I was we were there at work, and he said to me, Ah, so you were a preacher? No, he said you were a minister? And I said yes. He said, Wow. I, I watch your videos and oh man, you you calm me down. You calm me down. I like that. You are so good. You calm me. And I said, like I said, well, I don't think I'm good. Nobody is good. Jesus said that nobody is good. Don't call anybody good. <laughs> Be the reason why somebody wants to be alive tomorrow. Be the reason why somebody wants to know God. Try. You don't have time. He says, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. You don't have time. Be wise. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. 
there are some churches that we go. That's where you, you don't even get closer to God. That is a church. You got to be careful. And I'm a to be mean to me call. And I'm a sissy mean to me call. Oh, woo, ba, no, I catch you, oh, woo, sir. Oh, woo, Mrs. Yammy, you're to the train next week, no, ba. Make a no, you a ye. I'll be proofing a ba. Into next week, no, ba. You think death comes and is waiting for your excuses? But we want to give God your excuses. It is, it is, it is sad. Hey, who to me say, Juma Mikui, me who yammy yapa, but me oko. Because one quiet be you with and I say, who hears it can intinue, Obeko. They do a sorry time, so I now I send a soft test message. A work around once and it is on a show. Me sorry, now my way, my yammy ya. Intimate to me, I'm back. What way, my yaw ya. But in Kao, do my dear Kao de Beko. Nippa no nimne home. Tina me carachino, or nimne Sometimes you can't move, but you are going. But when it comes to the things of God, ah, it's a problem. You don't have time. David said that help us to remember that our days are numbered and help us to interpret our lives correctly. So when your life is not connecting to the purpose of God, please, oh, you are wasting time. I am I am in my uniform. If you do my neighbor, me my uniform. Menaye for a lot of time, but I'm preaching. <laughs> Sometimes I, I have to play repeat because by the time I get here, as as the time is fast spent, so I I have a way to get into my the computer and then play repeat. Ebu ana menam kwanso na ebe but sesa bumi wakwanso but me bo repeat. I will radio so you can listen to it and I also listen to it and I come home you know but you it whatever it is you have to find something fix something somewhere don't let excuses take everything away from you no no but I was here in break <laughs> I just got a message. I say, a trim you. Uh, at least you're being honest about it. God bless you. Me, me, I'm take a trim me. Although a trim me being to know my entry tree and sign that. Yes, that's right. Yadri. Romans 9.28. That's my last um, scripture, I believe. But one I hear, won't come. Why do much idea you we? Okay, me that's a suffer. I do much idea. Eh, ni abo mpa mano watiashi. Na wukofia asanko didi. I do much idea ne fa here. F F F F O car trunk in him. Kodu fi na urefisa. I do much idea bi woho. Bom pa yemfi 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 yasenia. Bibi 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 ni we yase. We have we have to be careful. We have to be careful. O O Biko ne suffer ho. I wa Ghana. Kakacha sofu na se osunda ye na ye osunda ni yokuwa na ubi tano pa ni asemketoa na sofu ni bisha na o bompa ye ose sofu the way na weda neti ni misanda ni tumane kata mihonda ye mtu sofu ni zinda u uti mimi yade mzo mzo awade mimi kwada God forgive us ha Christopher be bre ye diagro ye diagro 
if by now as a christian if by now at this time nya me kasa wonte nya me no wokasa o papa yakopon no wokasa wonte at this time how ye christo nia me no wanka mindidi me no wanka mindidi me ne urade beten tampa jacob say wo islamia wonko wo so kasa me mante woni ane urade wonko woni nya menten tam wonte yakopon voice utumi de benku wonte yakopon voice she fufu e si wenim how can you be happy if you can't hear the voice of God? How can you be happy? How can you be happy? So what will buy now? Kwalano, what friend I want to? Now Swissi, what friend I want here? As a mother, as a father, will you be happy? You will not be happy. And ye be obey ye be ma kwalana swate asam. Whatever you do for the child to be to be able to hear you, you will do every medical prayer camp, whatever you go. So how come you are spiritually deaf? You can't hear God. Now, so to be cheer or control for sending a symbian now also. God have mercy. Oh, maybe I'm a tonium was sorry, and I'm a comic or tonium. Maybe I can't, you my idea, my coffee. Hey, thank you, God. Really, 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 Madam Worship Leader. Madam Praises Leader, Madam Choir Director, Mr. Choir Director, when was the last time you wrote a new song and taught the church? When was the last time you received a song from the Spirit of God and you taught the church a new song? When was the last time? God have mercy on us. Romans chapter 9, verse 28. For the Lord will act and carry out his word on the earth and waste no time to accomplish it. This is the Passion Translation, TPT. That's Romans chapter 9, verse 28. For the Lord will act and carry out his word on the earth and waste no time to accomplish it. King James. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. Even God is not wasting time. Even God. I just have a message. <laughs> I just got this message. I said, no, I want to hear God though, but I'm eating fufu. May God help me. Ah, may God help us though. May God help us. Chao kontra fufu zenia. Eri asa shawa him. Hey! Eri asa a Christian, you can't speak in tongues. A Christian, you can't speak in tongues. And you, you are able to sleep. Huh? A Christian, if you read the Bible, now what that? Well, Bible, now you sleep with tablet. Anytime you read your Bible, you sleep. And you wake up the next morning and you are happy going up and down. A Christian reads the Bible and you don't even understand. How many of you are able to read a lot of Bible translations and versions to compare scriptures, to understand here and there, to research? Last time I was teaching someone on how to uh, study the Bible. A shocking. I said, hey, 
Me, I just read and go and I want to have questions. I write to them. I said, you have not been reading. That is not reading. A deep bar. There's a way to do it. There was a way to study the Bible. Pa. Look, there was a way to study the Bible when you want to hear God's voice. There was a way to study the Bible. There's a way to study the Bible when you want to understand the scriptures. That's another different thing. You understand? There are different ways of studying the Bible depending on your target. It's not easy like that. Oh. When you wake up, you're able to say, ah, and then I mean, you pa, pa, pa. But you don't get up and say, ah, and then I mean, Matthew and come back kind. And then the Emma would trim, but the bunebunu. Chiao con sanquain. Then Namon Sahon. You know what kiss it, eh? Oh, it would have been funny. God have mercy. God is look, look. I just read the scripture to you, Romans nine twenty eight. For the Lord will act and carry out His word on the earth and waste no time to accomplish it. Waste no time. That's why I told you I'm not wasting time on people who are not serious. Who I don't waste time. No, 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 no. As soon as I realize that this person or that person is not serious, you are not serious. You are lazy in and out. You are not very. Serious, you need to be at this time of your Christian life. You want to be motivated before you can pray. You want to be motivated, encouraged. Before you can go to church, you want to be motivated before you can be serious in Christ. I am not going to be that motivator. Just <laughs> my mom said we should <laughs> pray and read the Bible. <laughs> Hey, I like your mother. Why? <laughs> oh, <sighs> for the Lord will act and carry out His word on the earth, and He will waste no time to accomplish it. Time, on wasted time. wasting yeah, because we came into this world and we came to meet time, so we are not bothered with it. Whatever it is, it's fine if it has time, whatever. Yeah, go. But the God who made time is not even wasting it. Jesus, after feeding the 5,000 people, he told the disciples, Gather the crumbs, gather and propro one, Monsesa. Yes, you catch your phone, Monsesa and propro one, and no money 12 baskets, 12 baskets. No waste nothing. Don't waste anything. No, no wasting. Jesus name more in the miracle cross. Moses and Prompro and Kanzuni na Moses. We be some young catch Wouldn't why I'm more your love and one more. Now we'll talk Kanzunugu. Me no wolf. Serious fight. Number two, so I will shake Kanzunu. So I no wolf. Problem pa. I don't know why she no. Cause what waste here, dear Nano? Who's you? Who's she and you? Gumwa. Moses and Mono Dawson, but I shame to say you have wasted it. Don't come between me and my kanzo. <laughs> because Jesus Okrana catch a swing phone and say, Moses a kanzo. Twelve baskets. Of course, the, the disciples were not going to use the twelve baskets. So do what do you think they will give? Um, the boy who brought the 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 
two fish, the two loaves, whatever. I'm sure they give the, the thing to the boy because I'm But Jesus didn't want them to waste anything. Please don't waste time. You don't have time. David said, help us to remember our that, that our days are numbered and help us to interpret our lives correctly. Ephesians, I just read Ephesians to you that says, be wise. Take advantage of every day to live for the purposes of God. I only came to beg you. Said excuses are too much. Excuses are too much. Oh, Mikosku, time is anyway. Mikosku, an unbeliever is also going to school. Only unbeliever in a Mikosku. So we are not doing anything special. A human away, an unbeliever. Hey, oh boss, cram your shoes. Be an unbeliever. So any anything special here. The only thing that can make you very relevant before God, you are giving excuses. Did you know that it is not your certificate or your your degree or your career or your or your marriage? Or you say who kunu or somewhere or nebusu wenyi intinakupumbu no. You think that is a reason? No. How you will live your life for the purpose of God is what makes you relevant before Him. If you want to be relevant before God, if, if you want to be relevant in heaven, if you want to be relevant in the spirit, then it's about obeying and investing yourself into the purposes of God for your life. A lot of people that got closer to me from the days of Ghana, most of them were running away from me. Why? Because me, I will launch you into the purpose of God. And most of them don't like it. So they will run away. If you, if The moment you go to, I'm done with you. Because Jesus said, all the people you gave me, I didn't lose anyone except the son of perdition. And So, if we're behaving like that, we don't waste our time. God told Saul, Samuel, stop praying for Saul. It's okay. Stop praying for him. God do. A whole God. So we have to be careful. My time is up. I have to pray for you and go. Hmm. God help us. If you are listening to me, and you realize that you've wasted time. is a good is a good moment to pray. It's a good time to pray. Pray, asking God to help you so that you can. Be able to remember that your days are numbered. You are using Psalm 90. Let's let's go to Psalm 90. We are praying. We are praying with Psalm 90. Psalm 90 verse um, 12. Hmm. From the Passion Translation. Help us to remember that our days are numbered. And help us to interpret our lives correctly. Set your wisdom deeply in our hearts so that we may accept your correction. This is our prayer. This is a prayer you want to pray. If you realize that you have wasted time, or you realize that you want to move faster, 
there's a good scripture to pray. All the scriptures I give are very good for you to meditate on them and pray. So I give um, Psalm 90, Psalm 90 verse 1 and verse 12, Psalm 90 verse 12. If you are writing it down, if you are writing it down, then write it down. You can type it on your phone and take a screenshot. Psalm 90, verse 12. Help us to remember that our days are numbered and help us to interpret our lives correctly. Set your wisdom deeply in our hearts so that we may accept your correction. That is Psalm 90 verse 12. And then I went to Revelation 12 verse 12. That's where we realized that even the devil, he knows that he doesn't have time. His time is short and he's very angry because he has a lot of things to do. So if you realize that the devil is angry because he has a short time. Now, Obama Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 and 16 Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to verse 16 Moja Josie, do you have the words of that song? Hey, Josie, I asked you to give me some words. We want farmer, mate. Me know what fight, why? <laughs> Alright, so we have Psalm 90, verse 12, Revelation 12, verse 12, Ephesians 5, 15 to 16, Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. Colossians 4, verse 5. Colossians 4 verse 5 and then Romans chapter 9 verse 28 Romans chapter 9 verse 28 about five of them let's pray please remember tomorrow morning we are here live uh, thank you Lord let's pray in the name of Jesus Father I thank you for this privilege to speak with your people. We well, thank you for making us remember that life is, is not for us and time is not for us. And we got to do everything that you want us to do, living and taking advantage of each day for your purposes. Help us to be disciplined, to be able to become the people you want us to become. Help us to redeem the time. Help us to realize our duty that you've given to us. Help us to walk circumspectly help us to be very humble and help us to be the people that carry your presence everywhere we go every kind of laziness every kind of slackness and slothfulness we deny it from today in the name of jesus we ask for forgiveness for the time that we've wasted and we pray, Spirit of God, our helper, that you shall help us. Help us to fulfill what you want us to do. 
Help us. In the name of Jesus. If you haven't received Christ in your life, please do so. Just ask Jesus to come into your life and be the Lord and Savior of your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have um, songs that you can listen to and enjoy it. But I'm out of here and I thank you for your time. Thank you for your test messages. It really showed that you were really listening and I love that. God bless you for that. God bless you for that. I'll catch you up tomorrow Sunday for miracles, Sunday Miracles. And please don't forget, live for God. Amen. Thank you. Enjoy this one.
Yeah.